You're listening to Wander in Rome. As the sun begins to set over a lush green valley, a cool breeze blows. The fireflies peep out of their nests, and Hamish Hogg looks down from a hill above it all. Behind him, one hundred round and lusty bees graze, contently, unthinking. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Oh, beg pardon? Bzz, bzz. Am uh, I supposed to be able to understand you now? How, how does this all work? Am I your king? Bzz. Okay, not king. Bzz, bzz. Well, don't ask me. You're the ones who brought me here. Bzz, bzz. A second bee has pulled up beside Hamish, the very definition of stealth. God dang it! Ugh, what are you, some kind of a ninja bee? Oh, you are. Teach me to make assumptions. No, you're right, it is uh, sort of nice. No, obviously, I... Wait, I do understand you. I have done this whole time! I think it's kind of nice, too. Uh-oh. As our close-knit group of friends leave the Dream Library, their path takes them to a seemingly ordinary bazaar. Towering heaps of trash flank vendors' booths, and the smell of rotting popcorn seeps through empty aisles. Join us as we traverse the immortal swap meet. Do we really have to go in there? I don't know what to tell you, Raindrop. I need a new pair of boots. You see, my uh, my big toe is sticking out the bottom here, and oh, I noticed. Uh, it's really uncomfortable to walk on. Mm. So, this is the only store I've seen for miles. I mean, that's what a that's what a swap meet is, right? Can't hear you. I'm already in here. Hey, Raindrop. There's yeah. no one at these booths. As Squeakers makes his way into the swap meet, atop one of the heaps of trash, he glimpses. What seems to be a small cat made of shadow, and it holds aloft a pair of shiny beetle skin boots. Oh, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, sir and or madam. The cat seems to slip out of existence. It appears in front of the boots again and holds its hands out towards you expectantly. Oh, uh, see, I, I got a couple of nickels in here and... Squeakers reaches into his duster and pulls out a handful of small coins. The small and forgotten god looks at you with disapproval, and then it grabs the boots, and both the boots and the cat disappear. Hey, I... Oh. No, that's all right now, Squeakers. The earth hath bubbles as the water hath, and these are of them. I don't know what that means. That's not how you get those boots. Jiminy Crisis. Yes, it's me, Bugsy. As you all well know. I like this guy's energy. I like you a lot, but I'm afraid I don't recognize you. You don't recognize me? Don't be offended. That happens a lot. Yeah. He's a little old in his age. Yeah, yeah Bugsy, so don't be offended. He forgets sometimes. Have you guys never seen the show Tiny Toots? That was my livelihood for a while until it went belly up and I landed here at this immortal swap meet thing. I left belly up by a toot. Bugsy is full of different lengths of fur, of different colors and quality. Some is fine, some is coarse. And he's wearing a flowery, what was maybe part of a muumuu, or may just be one solid piece of rag that he's bit a hole into to put his head into. Bugsy's not entirely clear what he is. 
He knows that he's some manner of rodent, rabbit, cat, dog, something in that general vicinity. But having poor vision, not having seen any of his own kind, he's not exactly sure what he is. How do we get those boots? Well, let me tell you something about those boots. Those boots were brought here by a wizard. And that wizard is cranky. So here's what we gotta do. We gotta find three old popcorns. He loves those popcorn balls. Gang, can we, can we sidebar? For, excuse us. Excuse me, Bugsy. Excuse us. Squeakers sort of ushers the rest of his friends over to a column of uh, very old moth-eaten rugs. And he says, Hey, um, guys, I don't, I don't want to be rude to our new friend here, but, um, you know, he's, he's talking about all kinds of stuff, about boots and wizards and, and whatnot. Do we want to trust him? Is that, is that Squeakers, this doing? is my favorite person we have ever met. I like him a lot, but he might not be right in the head. I might not be right in the head. I, I don't think it would be any harm if he tags along, and maybe with five of us we can, you know, fan out and look for some boots in these piles of interesting things. I agree. That seems like Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that seems like a good idea. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I have fallen off many of these mountains of bizarre novelties. You're probably hit the head right on that nail there. Got just a smidge of brain damage. Oh. oh. That makes sense. Wait, why did I owe? (laughs) Bugsy. Yes? If you were some kind of small and forgotten god that nabs boots, where would you be in the swap meet? Oh, that's easy. He's hanging out over by the old forgotten hayride. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, who forgot it? The old and forgotten hayride? Most everyone, I didn't forget it. Yeah, but you're the only one here. I mean, I'm the only one here that you can see. And also, wouldn't you be, wouldn't it be remembered? Because you just told us all about that. Told us all about what? Oh, Oh, uh they forgot. (laughs) Oh, it's happened again. Raindrop slowly backs away and looks around the corner. And she sees another figure standing next to a pile of linen jackets. And as she approaches, she sees kind of an older, scruffier-looking pit bull. Uh, um, excuse me? Hello? Yeah, yeah, well, well hi, uh, <clears throat> how you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. It's very nice to see another person. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's very nice to see you, miss. You're, uh, my first, uh, customer today. My name is Bruce, and, uh, you know, I'm, um, running security for this outfit. <clears throat> What a job. It looks like people would come and steal a bunch of things if left unattended. Yeah, there. yeah, you, you can, as you can plainly see, everything's right where it's supposed to be mm. right now. <clears throat> if you could just give me the rundown of this place. How does how does this work? Are you one of the vendors? Are you trying to set up? Oh, I'm, I'm more of a, a customer. It looks like we came here a little early. I don't see a lot of other vendors here. But um, if I wanted to find, let's say, a, a pair of boots... Where would I go for that? Right. Well, all you got to do is uh, follow uh, down the aisle here, and you just kind of see if anybody has a pair of <coughs> boots, and uh, then you give them what they want for the boots, and then you got boots. Uh, have you never bought nothing before? Oh, I, I have. Usually I exchange with money, but you said anything that they want, so like... 
Yeah, tra- uh, yeah, the, uh, you, you know, it's called a swap meet. That it means you sense. meet to swap. You've been so helpful. Thank you. I'm going to go grab my friends. Maybe I'll see you again. Mm, probably not. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, guys! And Raindrop will run back to where the rest of the group is standing. I see you met Bruce. He is so nice. He is so the best. So the best. We just need to find boots and then trade stuff for it. What do you mean stuff? What do you mean trade? What do you mean boots? What do you mean find? We go, we walk, and if we see boots, we can snag them, and then we give the trash heap something back for it. Oh. Oh. I think they're just looking for something specific, and then they just agree to trade. Twenty years. Wait a minute. How did I miss that? Twenty years. Twenty years. Hey, Uh, so uh, I thought the tiny toots were touring like one year ago. Short-lived toots burn the brightest. I was just on the first couple seasons. (laughs) I got canned, all right. I got canned. Oh. Oh, Bugsy. Okay, I'm fine now. So, should we go find the boots then? I think if we just spread out, we can... Oh, yeah, splitting up never went bad for anybody. Never. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Why don't Squeakers, Hamish, and Bugsy go to the left looking for the boots, and Raindrop and I will go to the right? Yes. That sounds great. Sure. Well, I guess we'll meet back up if we find boots. You want to meet around, uh, and Squeakers looks to the left and looks to the right and realizes that there's no real distinguishing features between each of the aisles. He says, I guess we'll just holler. Sorry, can't hear you. And Raindrop and Aldern are already 50 feet away. (laughs) As Aldern and Raindrop amble their way through the wide, deserted aisle between the booths, a tumbleweed blows by, and on the wind, a song. One night as I lay on my pillow, one night as I lay on my bed, one night as I lay on my pillow, I dreamed that my Bonnie was dead. That was a very lovely song. Bring back, bring back, oh, bring back my Bonnie. Whoa! Who's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. From underneath the table in one of the booths pops an emu brandishing a huge knife. Oh! You stay back! We mean you no harm. I hope my singing wasn't that bad. Pardon me, I was startled. Ma, my name is Limu. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Raindrop. That's a really cool looking knife you got. Isn't it? Limu the emu. Hey, I've heard that my entire life. You think you're the one who's going to get to me? <laughs> no, that's... Look, I'm I've sorry. got the knife here. He does have a sharp-looking knife. I'm sorry, I don't mean to threaten. I'm just a vendor. I'm not, I'm not trying... You want to buy a beanbag? <laughs> oh, boy. I just didn't take you for a beanbag salesman. You didn't take me for a beanbag salesman? Then he gestures behind him to an enormous pile of beanbags. Oh. Oh. You know, for cornhole. That's more convenient. I thought you were selling large bean bags. No, just these ones. For cornhole. Do you sell the table at all or just... Nope. Ah, just the bags. Is there another vendor that sells the table? I'll be honest, I haven't seen another vendor at all. What do you mean? Well, I came here yesterday for the swap meet. I'm new in town. And I sold my bean bags here, but when I woke this morning and came down here for my second day, you see, I did sign up for a booth on a second day, mm-hmm. everybody was gone. Only old Limu selling his bean bags to no one. And that doesn't Ooh. concern you? You didn't think to pack up and leave, or? 
Well, maybe someone will show up, I thought. I mean, maybe someone will want one of these thousands of bean bags that I hauled out here. What would you like in exchange for six bean bags? Six bean bags? Oh, well, what do you have six of? I have six Fingers. nickels. Oh, well, maybe a bit low for six bean bags. I have a pack of 12 crayons. Oh, uh, well, I have no paper. Ah. Uh. You know what? Foolish of me to suggest six for six. Maybe you have some larger item of greater worth. Raindrop will take off her bag and dig inside, and she'll pull out a heap of random things until she comes across a huge bottle of glitter. Technically, this is like thousands of glitter. My gods. It's so pretty. Can you imagine a bag of that? I can, and it sounds amazing. You can consider this a deal. 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 Limu stretches out a hand and takes the glitter, and he walks back to the pile of beanbags, takes six of them, and blows on them. And an enormous amount of dust blows off of them, like a tornado. And he turns and plops them on the table. There you go, six beanbags. You know, for cornhole. For cornhole. I'm going to use these to throw at people. And Raindrop will scoop the beanbags off and put them in her bag. Also acceptable. It's not my business. I don't suppose you'd be willing to trade six beanbags for your knife. No. Okay, I just thought I'd throw it out there. I have thousands of them. (laughs) I have too many beanbags. Ah, okay. Oh, I have only one cool knife. Please don't trade her anything for the knife. It's a pretty cool knife. She wants the knife, though. How about my soul? Go on. Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi folks, it's Addison. We are joined today by the ever-talented Gary Argyle. He does the music for Wander in Rome. Tell us about yourself, Gary. Hello, fair listeners. I am Gary. I'm going to be on this episode for reasons that are unclear to myself. Uh, This episode may never make it to air. If you are listening to it, I'm sorry. Pluggables. I do guitar lessons. How do we find you? I have a website that is 15 years out of date. ArgyleGuitarStudio.com I do do online lessons if you're a listener that's out of town. So there you go. That's me. I'm going to be on this episode. Yay, Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> Winterhawk Podcasting is proud to announce the launch of our Patreon. The first release will be available for free to anyone at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting on Friday, October 20th. Listen to the Wander in Rome slasher special and stay up to date on future Patreon-exclusive releases by following us for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. people to know Danny. You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. 
two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride why did we name our podcast (laughs) bisexually lit well like you know a we're bisexual extremely b we're we're getting lit we're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you all follow me down here. I know this... Uh, carnival, like the back of my hand. Swap meat. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) While I appreciate the jest and merriment that your jovial gang has, let's be making our way. Bugsy leads Hamish and Squeakers down several rows of abandoned vendors' booths. However, as they look, they see that items are prominently displayed. There's one area full of umbrellas, there's another area full of pinwheels, and finally, they come to a booth with several rows of shoes stacked on top of tables. Now, Squeakers, this is kind of like what you were looking for. Yeah, I mean, Bugsy, tell me, do do I just, like, start shuffling through them? I kind of feel weird about going through somebody's wares when there's nobody at the booth. Oh, no, that's exactly what you do. You grab the thing you want, and the vendor will appear. Oh. Although I wouldn't take these, not unless you think you can dunk. I mean, <laughs> you will look ridiculous in these Air Jordans if you can't dunk. Guess there goes my dreams. Now, Bugsy, can we sidebar? Yeah, sure thing, pal. All right, now, this may be nothing, but I think I'm picking up maybe a little bit of a twang in what you're saying now, and I'm wondering, are you making fun of our accents? No. See, in this carnival, swap me. Yeah, go on. Every time you fall down one of these mountains of accumulated prizes from the various vendors, you acquire a new neuroses. I'm sorry, upon what? Upon hitting your head at the end of your fall. How often do you fall? I fall, I mean, uh, five? I think five. <laughs> Anyways, Squeakers turns and says, Hey guys, I think I found a pair. Well, we're looking for shoes. Well, (laughs) that is a mighty good looking pair. Squeakers looks down at the hand that was previously holding a set of boots and it has been replaced by a rotting pair. Bugsy takes the pair and eats it. Oh my gods. And then Bugsy's pupils dilate. I could have swore that I was... Holding a pair of boots. From atop a trash heap, there is a whirl. And Squeakers looks around just in time to see the small and forgotten god 
disappear with his new pair of boots mischievously. I didn't even have a chance to, like, negotiate with the vendor. That's okay, Squeakers. The earth has bubbles as the water has. Hamish, these... what does that even mean? What does that mean? Tell me right now what that means. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it means, like, you know how bubbles do in water? I guess. You, you know, it's like... It's like that. These, these, I'm leaving. I'm leaving too. We're going away. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Run, run away, Hamish. Go ahead and run away. It's okay, Bugsy. And he pulls Bugsy close and keeps a hand on his shoulder and says, You know, Bugsy, the earth hath bubbles like the water hath, and these are of them. Raindrop and Aldern continue their exploration of the immortal swap meet. They see towering over the heaps of trash a large wheel whoa wow what do you think that is as the two approach they see another vendor table with a shrew sitting at the desk and she is very elegant she's layered with multiple cloths that have kind of frayed and then a new layer was added on top she has a big turban on with a third eye made in like paper and crayon and glitter and she turns and sees the two and says why hello come please approach the bench oh are you a fortune teller uh, some people have called me a fortune teller but uh other wares are part of my thing my gig what do you have to vend what's the deal with this and she will turn and says oh little duckling what i have to show you uh, here draw a card for me and she will pull out a tarot deck from her pocket Fold these beautiful purple cards and lay three down in front. Okay, pick one. Raindrop picks the center card and she flips it over. And on the card is an image of the wheel that is standing behind them. Oh, what does it mean? Ah, yes. The wheel card. Lucky that you should draw this, no? Behind me is the wheel. And I spin this wheel and there's a bunch of items that could be up here on this wheel. And when that thing lands on it, That is an item that you get, yes? But you must take, and you cannot say no. Strange. What do we give you in exchange for spinning the wheel? Well, I guess that depends on what you draw on the wheel, eh? Fair. Would you like to spin it, Raindrop? I mean, I am really intrigued. Really intrigued. I'm itching my hands to get on this wheel. Raindrop will walk up to the wheel and grab one of the spokes and give it a mighty spin. The colors flash as the wheel spins around and around, the ticker clicking past the posts on the wheel until it lands on a faded blue section. Oh, what does that mean? Ah, yes. Madame Pepperoni places her hand on top of a black cloth on the table, and an object raises up underneath. She grabs the edge of the black fabric and pulls back to reveal half of a friendship necklace, a little half-heart piece. Ah, yes, this item you may take, but it is going to cost you something precious. I think all of my stuff is kind of precious to me, but let's see. I have these crayons. Well, I guess this is kind of precious. And Raindrop will pull out her childhood storybook. I do read this every night, but I guess it's the most precious to me, and it seems like a fair trade, so... And Raindrop will hand the book out. Madame Pepperoni grabs the book and says, Ah, yes, child, this is perfect. And it vanishes in her hands. She looks over at Aldern. Would you would you like a spin on this wheel, yes? Okay. Aldern steps up and pulls down on the wheel, and the wheel spins around again, 
and this time the posts land on a faded gray. Again, as she puts her hands on the table, and an object raises beneath the black fabric, and she pulls back to reveal a small and forgotten god of a cat-like form. Oh, hello there. Um, you're the one who, who took those boots from Squeakers. The cat tilts his head and smiles knowingly. Yes. In, in exchange, you must give something important. This is how it works. Oh, um, he opens his jacket and his gods look up at him. He looks down and says, um, do any of you feel like you might be able to make a home here? The small ball of shadow with red eyes growls softly and leaps off of his jacket onto the table with Madame Pepperoni. Wonderful, wonderful. It is a deal, no? Deal. Deal. A deal. Deal. Oh, I do love when a deal comes together. Uh, maybe your friends would also like to make a deal, no? There's a loud whinny of bugs as an old wooden cart speeds in, dragging behind it a train of small wagons, each filled with a bale of hay. It's being driven by Limu the emu. And in the carts, we see Squeakers and Hamish and Bugsy and 100 bees. Oh, I wanted to go on a hayride. Squeakers hops off the cart and walks over, a little dejected. All right, are you guys ready to go? Oh, have you spun from the wheel yet? No. Oh, you gotta spin the wheel. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can get something incredible. I don't know. I've just been looking for these boots, and every time I try, I just feel like it's not going anywhere. Oh, come on, squeakers. You might get an ironic punishment. Ooh. Wow, that definitely sounds like something that I want. Listen, I got this solid gold chain necklace with a dollar symbol on it from spinning this wheel. In front of Squeakers, the small and forgotten god of wheeling and dealing jumps off the table and appears in front of Squeakers. Out of thin air, a pair of iridescent beetle skin boots appear. Ooh. Uh, is it this game again? Look, I, I guess I'm just not good at swap meets because uh, I, I don't know what you want. Go on, Squeakers. Make him an offer. An offer? And Squeakers uh, reaches into his pocket and rustles around. And and all he has is some pocket lint, a button, a paper clip, a rubber band, a little tin when he opens it up. There's only two mints left in it. A spork. A pocket knife. And Bugsy! Hey, what, are you, what are you doing and going through my pockets? I'm just looking through all this great stuff you got in here. Okay, hold hold on, hold on. I, I have a couple more things I gotta go through here. Not gonna top the spork, though. But I also have this safety pin, a pack of playing cards, a tiny toots action figure that's not Bugsy. And then finally, he pulls out a tiny locket, and he opens it up, and inside is a picture of him and his lost love, and he closes it up and says... Will you take this? The small god of wheeling and dealing extends its clawed hand towards you as it pushes the boots forward. As Squeakers drops the locket into its hand, it pulls away and the locket falls on the ground. No, no why are you... 
You're supposed to like take that, right? Is that not is that not good enough for you? Maybe he just doesn't want to lock it. If you want to look through my bag, I, I got some cool stuff to trade. Oh, uh, okay. What what do we have? And Squeakers looks into Raindrop's bag, and amongst the childish treasures of uh, crayons and sticks and shiny rocks, he notices something that sticks out from the rest of them. A white ceramic mask. He looks up at Raindrop. See anything you like? He pulls this mask out. Oh. And he says, Raindrop, what is this? Well, remember when we were in the dream library and we went into the forbidden section that I wasn't supposed to go into? There was a lot of creepy stuff that happened and the, kind of a monster guy was chasing us and he dropped the mask and I sort of picked it up. The squeakers is overcome with the dark energy of this mask. I don't really like it, but I just didn't know what to do with it, so I just brought it. I don't feel right with this. I was thinking of getting some of my paints and like coloring on it to make it less um, heavy and ominous, but I just didn't get around to it. I see. I see. Uh... The small god looks at you in trepidation and seems almost repelled by the mask, but offers the boots to Raindrop and Squeakers hesitantly. I mean, that way we don't have to have it anymore and we can get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be the best call here. Yeah, it's a good good trade. Squeakers, holding the mask by two fingers, tosses it towards the god of wheeling and dealing. The mask, before it touches the god, seems to slip into thin air and disappear, and the god breathes a sigh of relief. So do I get the boots now, or... Uh, I think those are your boots. Yeah, anyway. I think these are mine. I... Deal. Deal. It's a deal. Deal. Hey, can I have those? The the boots? No, uh-huh. these are my boots. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Hamish whips around and runs a few steps after the hayride that's disappearing off into the distance, taking 100 bees along with it as they hum along with the song. My bonnie lies over the ocean. My bonnie lies over the sea. Sing it with me. My bonnie lies over the ocean. So bring back my bonnie to me. Next week on Wander and Rome. The gang travels down a dark and dusty road. As the sun rises, they realize that their stomachs are empty. Luckily for them, they stumble upon an old-timey diner. Welcome to the Doomed Diner. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.